Welcome to Be More Super the Podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, we've got another great guest. This guest is from a new show on Paramount Plus called Sky Med. It's Rebecca Kwan. Rebecca, welcome to the show, my love. Hi, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. This is so awesome. And you know what? It The show is awesome. And I've said it's full of heart and wild rides. And it certainly is. So congratulations on the release, finally of the show what's it like everyone family friends people around you finally seeing SkyMed? um it's kind of a surreal experience we shot it i think almost a year ago today almost i think and just having family friends watching it be like i can't believe you're on this show now i can't believe you're playing a nurse because i've always <laughs> been in the art my whole life so it's a bit of a surreal experience, but it's a wonderful one for sure. Mm, mm, definitely. And I've got to say, over the last two years, it's got to be quite challenging for an actor uh, with everything that's been going on. So how have you kept positive and moving forwards during the pandemic as as a working actor and as a person? How have you kept positive? Honestly, the pandemic was such a huge shock to everyone. It. Mm. It shook industries, it shook everything. I think the way I kept positive was leaning on friends and families, lots of lots of Zoom parties, <laughs> lots of communication over online. Um, I think as an actress, it, it was definitely a change. Um, we start doing things over Zoom as well. Uh, we did lots of self-tapes. Um, and each medium kind of has its strengths and its pros and its cons. Um, with self-taping, you kind of you kind of get more of a chance to, you know, have more takes to do exactly what you want to have more fun with it. You get to bring in props, you get to bring in different costumes and stuff. Not saying that you can't do that with auditions as well, but it was just a little more, it was just a change. But remaining positive in a pandemic, it's not necessarily easy every single time, but I think it's, it's focusing on the fun the fun of the audition, the fact that we even still have an industry existing within a pandemic. It's such a big deal. And 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 did you learn any new skills over the pan the pandemic? Because I hear stories of people baking, doing crochet, you know, did you find any new new skills over that time? I don't know if you know what this is, but do you know what takoyaki is? Is cooking? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's cooking. Um, it's a Japanese kind of appetizer. It's, um, there's like octopus pieces in like a dough ball kind of thing. And there's like yeah. this really delicious sauce over it. Um, so me and my family, we learned how to make takoyaki <laughs> over, over the, uh, the pandemic. And we, we learned how to cook all these dishes that we couldn't get because we couldn't go out, which was mm. really fun. That is awesome <laughs> because I used to work years ago for a Japanese company here in the UK so when the Japanese managers came over, they always, by tradition, give you a box, like a gift. And it always had, like, octopus in and, and other arrangement of unusual things. So, so yeah, so it's fantastic. Fant o octopus is lovely, it really is. Um, so 
why acting? Why not, you know, I would call a normal profession because acting <laughs> is one of the most competitive out there. It really is. So why choose acting? Honestly, it's what I've always done without even realizing that I was doing it, I think. Um, when I was little, I used to force my dad to film these god awful skits of me just dressing up in like tutus, fairy wings, anything, top hats, suits, ties, everything. I would dress up in his clothing. I'd pretend to be him. I'd put on skits, make him shoot it, and then I'd make him watch it back with me. <laughs> and I just, I just loved it. I always knew that stories and even creating my own stories when I was little was something that I'd always wanted to do. I just didn't really realize that it was a job. Didn't realize it was a job until I was, it was funny. I was watching Selena Gomez on Barney. I remember it clear as day. And I was like, why can't I do that? And I could do it. I know I could do it. And then it kind of just snowballed from there. Like I always knew I wanted to do something in the arts. But mm -hmm as long as it's something that I could express myself with or tells a really interesting story. And that's, that's just always been where my heart's always been. And of course, it's very competitive. So how do you deal with the ups and downs? Because, you know, as long, you know, there's quite a few rejections, but obviously you get the parts that are fantastic, like em Emmeline in SkyMed. So how do you deal with the ups and downs of the profession? Well, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There's a lot of downs. But I think, like I said, the North Star to this whole thing is just remembering how much fun it is and remembering that little kid in the tutu, in the top hat, performing for my dad. And I think every single time I do a tape, that's what I try to bring into it. The fun and remembering that, like, that's why I do this, because I just like doing it. It's just fun. Um, of course, there's always those roles where you're like, oh, I wanted that one so bad. <laughs> and of course, you get so close and your heart's just so invested in it. But then you think, you know what? It just wasn't mine. Mm. Mm. It's, it's true. I mean, the right role will always come to you. And and I think that a lot of actors, I mean, I did acting for a while when I was younger, I did film and t t TV over here in the UK. And, you know, I got out of it because it was so I felt sort of, you know, you had to look a certain way, not the fact that you could act. It was literally the casting directors will go right down down the line. And if you weren't the right size, the right height, right eye color, they'll ask you to leave. Um, but 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 yeah, you do get your ups and downs. Um, but the key is is being inspired when you were young. So who inspired you? You know, to, you know, to make make it in the business. Um, honestly, it was my cousin, my cousin Karina. She was my best friend. We were pretty much like twins. We'd always expressed interest in the arts. We just never saw much representation. At the mm -hmm. time, I think it was just Lucy Liu. I don't even think Sandra Oh was even on on the scene yet, or she had just done Princess Diaries. And we'd always talked about how much we loved performing and how much we loved the arts, how much we loved storytelling. And honestly, I was kind of a pessimist. I was like, I don't know if we could do this. There's not a lot of us 
who are Asian in the industry and never mind women, um, I don't know if we could do this. And she would always be like, no, but we could be the first to do it. We could, we could do it. And she was the more optimistic one out of the two of us. And she kind of just drove me continuously to keep trying to go for my dreams and to keep living the things that we've, we've always yearned for and that we've wanted. Mm. I mean, so, uh, yeah, you- I could- I mean, what do you think the in- industry could change then? Because you're talking about representation, and I completely agree that it's shocking that the industry is still, you know, unfortunately led by quite opinionated men in, in suits and, and big chairs um, still. I mean, what can Hollywood do and the industry do to change, change you know, the way things are at the moment? Listen, I, I absolutely agree. I think... It's interesting. It's an interesting time that we're living in because you're seeing so much more representation. You're seeing Michelle Yeoh in like the blockbuster hit now. It's an amazing film. Please go see it. Um, you're seeing Crazy Rich Asians. You're seeing just so much like trans, LBGQ, all of it, mm. all of it now. Um, I would say the real change comes from having people who are minorities or from a smaller group of um that hasn't really had that much of a voice and us producing that work ourselves and being in charge of those stories because i think that's how you get the most truthful dialogue and that's how you continuously keep getting i guess the train moving with all that stuff so i'd say I'd say people who are minorities to create your own work and to keep pushing for it. That's what I would say. And it's really nice to, so you can inspire, you know, young people as well, because when you say representation, again, I think it's shocking because, you know, I, I'm, I've got two little girls and I'm bringing them up the best I can to not be judgmental, not be, you know, you know, not, you know, if they want to grow up and be a unicorn, as, as long as they're happy, and I think that's the key is to be happy. Um, and representation on screen, more the more the merrier. It shouldn't be an issue. So hopefully, fing- fingers crossed, in the future, we will have more. We we will. And uh, it's slowly moving, which is nice. It's nice, nice to see. So I read somewhere that you spent a year in L.A. Uh, following <laughs> your 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 dream. Um, is L.A. paved with gold? as people say, or is LA a scary place? Whew. I think as a Canadian being in LA, it's a bit of a scarier place, but I had the funnest time. I had the best time because I think I was 20, 22 at the time. And I'd gone through this whole like quarter life crisis of I'd stayed in Canada my whole life. And I was like, you know what? Me and my girlfriend at the time, we just wanted to explore new horizons. We just wanted to see if LA was somewhere we wanted to end up because of acting ultimately. And we went there and we just talked to everyone. The best thing about LA people is that they actually talk to you. I used to, I lived in Vancouver for a long time as well. And I found that Vancouver people were kind of a little more shut up, shut down or a little more just to themselves, I would say. But in L.A., you could talk to anyone and you can make friends on the street who just so happens to know all these other people. And then suddenly you're at like a post Oscar party at Soho House. And then all of a sudden you're like, 
this is like the epitome of the LA experience. Just so, so would would you say it's more about networking then? Because I'm 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 literally amazed that people still go to LA because everything gets made in either Vancouver or Toronto. It's crazy, crazy. But yet, you know, people go to LA. Is that because that's where they do the most casting, or is that where the studios are? Because they're all getting filmed, as I said earlier, in you know Vancouver and Toronto. Yeah, truthfully, I think because a lot of American projects come to Canada with like the whole tax break and stuff like that, it's a lot cheaper mm. to produce and shoot here. Uh, but I do think a lot of the more like there's a lot of high quality projects that just shoot in L.A. because mm. that's where it's written. That's just how it is, I guess. So I think in that sense, L.A. is worthwhile to check out projects wise if you could get the whole visa and a one deal it's it's very messy as a canadian actor trying to get over there well we have lots of brits so it can't be that difficult surely <laughs> because because at the moment america is being taken over by 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 the brits and and what annoys me is that there's so many great canadian actors that mm -hmm. i've spoken to in the past that say that it's it's shocking on how they don't get the chance to to get to play these leads because they'd rather have you know american leads and but yet they film in canada which i think is a bit of a you know a bit of a wrong end but uh but let's talk about sky med because literally it's one of the best shows i've seen this year it really really is so if you could tell the lovely viewers and listeners a bit about the show and who you play yeah absolutely also just thank you for saying that that's so sweet you know we've put truth. our heart <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So um, I play Emmeline. She's an ER nurse who originally worked at St. Mike's in Toronto. And she comes up north to kind of try to figure out who she is, to rack up hours and money for a wedding. And she kind of encounters all these different kind of speed bumps and issues along the way that helps her grow into the person that she ultimately wants to be. And without spoiling it too much because i don't i don't want to spoil the whole arc of her story but <laughs> it's a very unexpected kind of thing that she just you know she's always had a plan for her life she's always wanted to be a nurse she's always wanted all these things for herself and she has them until she realizes that she kind of doesn't want them anymore because of the experiences that she's had in manitoba do you know what I've got to say? Your character definitely takes takes us on a journey uh, again, without spoiling anything. Where I just want you to, your character. I don't know how to. I don't want to spoil it. Um, you know, I, 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 I just want all the best for your character. I feel for her so, so much. I really, really do. Uh, I mean, the writing on this show is absolutely superb because it's nine episodes long, but yet. You get so much in those nine episodes and literally they get you hooked straight away. So when you first received the script for the job, um, you know, what were your thoughts on your character and the writing in general? I loved Emma right away just because she was so bubbly. Like she gets so excited over a magazine, which is something super <laughs> uncommon nowadays. Like a lot of physical print is just not existent anymore. But she's so excited and she's just so outgoing and girly. And personally, I have moments of girliness and stuff like that and where I'm bubbly. But 
Emma's just bubbly all the time. And I just had the best time doing the audition because I was like, how do I how do I squeal out of excitement for a magazine? This is this is so random, but this is so great because I love that she gets excited about every little thing. And I don't know, I just had the best time. Like it was so out of my comfort zone because I've never thought about being in the medical field ever. And I was mm -hmm. like, this is cool. This is exploring something completely out of my comfort zone, out of my train of thought even, to be honest. So you play a nurse and you're probably gonna get guess what I'm gonna ask, but but you know, <laughs> your background training, you know, did they take you on like a, a mini boot camp? Uh did you have to work side by side with people in the industry to to give give it that authentic feel that we see on screen? Yeah, so we did ATV training, we did a couple days of medical training. And we also had a lovely man named Medical Steve. He was our on-set um, ER guy who just made sure that everything was authentic and that everything was done properly. So it was extremely natural and real and people watching who are nurses and who are doctors, they're not kind of questioning what we're doing. <laughs> but yeah, we did. De we definitely did medical training. And, and of course you get the job, you book the gig, and then they all bundle you. I saw a picture uh, just here onto a plane together. Um, <laughs> which, what was that experience like? Because obviously within COVID times, I see you see see you all, all, all with masks. So I presume being all, all together must have been an exciting experience. Yeah, honestly, that was the most social interaction I've had in real life in the <laughs> longest time. Um, so, but we all made sure that, you know, we all got tested before we all saw each other. And, you know, we, I think the caption on this was that like, that she threw us onto a plane and then we bonded and it worked. And that's honestly the truth. Um, we, I didn't expect to be thrown into a plane that fast, I guess, but it was so fun. There was so much adrenaline that day because the plane was tiny and we'd all just met each other truthfully it was the first day we'd all met each other and um we sat there and i was kind of getting anxious but our our Haley natasha she just reached for my hand and just held my hand the whole time and i was like wow this is so sweet like i i barely know any of these people but they're also supportive and they're also encouraging and happy and we were just stoked to be on the plane truthfully mm. the views were great from the plane well, as long as they're throwing you onto the plane and not out of the plane, I suppose that's yeah. that's good. That that is good. You don't get to the lo location and they throw you out and say, "Right, you've got to survive for the next week." But let's talk about locations because is it as angelic as we see on screen where you're filming? Because I've never been to Canada and I've always wanted to, um, but I'm always scared of dangerous things like bears, spiders, snakes, basically every, 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 everything, my, my own shadow. Um, but how beautiful was it and how, you know, you know, good was the experience? Because I can imagine it gets very cold, but the scenery looks amazing. Honestly, we shot all through the winter. So we went from August until January and they call it winter Toba for a reason. It is the coldest weather I have ever experienced in my life. Of course, the views are beautiful. And 
some of the, you know, the scenery was great from the plane looking down, but honestly, it was freezing and it was kind of really difficult to enjoy the scenery when, I don't know if you saw as well, but for survival training, that episode, I think it was five, we're barely wearing winter jackets and it's like negative 35. I think even it was negative 40 one day. Um, So as beautiful as it was, it was just so cold. It was just so cold. <laughs> the the struggles as an actor to you know give us this amazing shows. Uh, so as long as you've still got all your toes, that's all what matters. But uh, the cast seem very close, and and you know this show is is full of drama and and laughs and 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 romance and every, everything all in one. What was it like off camera? Was it as dramatic, or did you all get on? I mean. I mean, from August to January, you're probably inside each other's pockets all the time. Yeah, so the best thing was is that, um, you know, Vanessa and Julie, the creators and the writers, they set us up in this apartment building. So we were all together all the time. We made this joke that it almost felt like we were in college again, and it was just like a college dormitory. Um, So every time, you know, after set, we would just go to each other's places. We would hang out and we would play games we would listen to music, we would just bond. And it was so nice because we all bonded right away. It was the nicest experience I've ever had. I love all of them so much. They're all such unique, amazing people. And I'm not just saying that, I swear, we're all actually very, very close. Um, Like anytime anyone had like a bad day or something, we'd be there in a second. And they're just incredible people. I I really couldn't have asked for more. I mean, what's been your favorite scene to shoot, um, you know, this season? Oh, my gosh. That's such a difficult question, Brian. (laughs) Without Um, spoiling it. Well, to be honest, I mean, if they haven't seen it already, you know, they they need to be having words for themselves because it's a great show. They should see it. (laughs) Uh, So it's their own fault. It's true. It's true. Um, I think my favorite scenes to shoot were the wolf scene i mean the he was oh my god the sweetest the sweetest dog ever so it was actually half husky half um an actual wolf so like it was a it was a mixture of two different breeds um but the whole time we we had to try to make it look angry and ferocious but it kept wagging its tail it kept smiling and wanting to lick everyone and i was like this is uh, we need to work on this a little bit definitely the wolf scene and i think the bachelorette scene it was just mm. so much fun we were just dancing and we just like had a bunch of phallic things all over us and it was great that bar, that bar is fantastic you don't get bars like that in the uk i've got to say um was that a real bar or was that that a staged thing um so it was actually a stage the whiskey hatch was just put together by you know the props and mm tech designers but it was you're right it's such an amazing bar i was like i actually i want to go to the whiskey hatch in real life because it's so awesome but i mean have you have have you kept anything from from the show have have you liberated any outfits or or anything from the show um so i got to keep emma's earrings she always wore these like flats rose gold studs which was really nice i also (laughs) They let me keep one of Emma's 
bras from when spoiler when she <laughs> when yep. she comes to the <laughs> so i got to keep that um so it always makes me laugh when i see the earrings or when i see you know her bra and stuff i'm like this is kind of odd <laughs> but it was nice that i got to keep it i guess <laughs> well talking about chopper so that's the wonderful uh Pranit. he's going to be on the show on friday so uh, I wanted to know if you had any gossip about him, any any funny stories that I could possibly, <laughs> I don't know, wind him up about. Oh, God. Yeah, I first of all, I just want to say that I absolutely adore Praneet. You're going to have the best time with him tomorrow. Um, but he truly is Chopper. You watch the show and you know Chopper and you see how he talks and he, how he jokes and just his mannerisms, that's Praneet to a T. It's hilarious. There's no one more suited for the role than Praneet. But I'm gonna embarrass him a little bit because as one of his best friends, I, could, I can, I think, he has this weird fear of grasshoppers. <laughs> of grasshoppers. And in Manitoba, we were there in the summer, there was just this grassy, cornfield that we were I guess our our our, um, our circus was set in so all of our trailers just were placed right beside this cornfield and anytime I'd we'd be walking back to our trailers this like these huge grasshoppers would just jump out at him and he would I love you Praneet I'm sorry but he would scream and he would swat them and he would make this huge fuss about them and it was just so funny because Praneet's so He's so cool and he's so serious and he's so smart and just has it together all the time. And seeing him kind of in a frenzy, just it's just the funniest. Do you know what? It <laughs> happens to, it happens to the best of us. I, I I've got a fear of glitter. So if you can imagine having two small girls, literally the house is like a minefield all the time. But I'm glad you <laughs> said that because what I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna randomly put up a picture of a grasshopper. On oh the screen. my god i am so and, sorry pretty <laughs> and 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 literally see 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 if he guesses why and then i will tell him at the end because it will be a funny reaction i want to see it so um so yeah we won't um <laughs> well he won't see this because this is coming out on sunday so he won't see this in time to know about the joke so so we'll see how he reacts to that so obviously we've had the first season it's on paramount plus um, is there any news of a second season? Because literally, the show does leave you wanting more. You know, you're, you're invested in those characters, you love those characters, and you want to know where their journey goes from the end. So is there any rumours of a season two? I mean, yes, there is a rumour of a season two, but... Honestly, Brian, I know as much as you do, and get out of it. No, you don't. You know, you know. These NDAs tell you you're not allowed to say in interviews if there's a season two. So, um, blink one for yes, two for no. <laughs> she blinked okay. once. There being we go. Completely, being completely honest, we have no word on a season two yet, but we're super hopeful and it's super promising. That's yeah. all I know. Because it's really, it's really annoying when you get into a show and literally you just want more and then they just cancel it and you just think, why? And the writing in, in this by, I think her name's Julie, that started the show, 
um, literally has done such a good job. I can see see this going on for many seasons because, you know, it's it's full on. Literally, there's not a point where you get bored, and this, the characters in this show are just hilarious and just well thought out. It really, really is. Um, so it's been great chat chatting with you, and I cannot wait to to you know get every, everyone to watch this show and also look forward to season two. But I wanted to ask you about um, Cascadia because I've oh, seen yeah. that on on online. And I'll be honest, I haven't had time to listen to it, but I will do because I've read uh, what it's about and it sounds awesome. If you could tell people what Cascadia is, um, which is a podcast. Absolutely. So Cascadia is a 3D audio story about, oh man, um, these deep sea divers that go on this huge adventure and encounter this huge, very terrifying sea monster and a bunch of different adventures and aliens and all these crazy violent stories almost come out of it. Um, they, they almost decide at the end, there's, there's so much backstabbing. There's so much, there's so much betrayal in it as well. Um, but it honestly is an adventure for the listeners, even for me, even, getting the script and reading it, it i was like this is an insane story um but yeah we we shot that before right before the pandemic so i i honestly loved shooting that project it was so much fun um but yeah go listen to it it's on spotify we've charted number one in the states i think for i think it was almost two weeks in a row no it was, wow. it was a, it was a time yeah for a long time but it's a crazy adventure um you feel so immersed in it because of all the sounds and my friend adam wrote produced the whole nine yards all of it and it's an amazing story it's great awesome and what's next for you what are you working on at the moment or is it a case of putting your feet up and enjoying the sky med you know sort of experience with family and friends um so at the moment i'm currently in pre-production for one of my first films that I'm also writing. Um, I have, I currently founded and am the president of my production company, Seon Productions, Seon Entertainment. And um, it's a, it's actually a story and a film about my grandmother and grief. Mm. Yeah. So oh, I'm wow. ex excited to get going on that, but right now we're just in the pre-production phase. But and, it's it's gonna be wonderful. And how stressful is it to not only write but obviously to make this movie, especially as it's obviously very close to you, opposed to just being in a film. I mean, how stressful is it? I mean, I mean, is it going okay? <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's definitely a lot of work, but it's a passion project of mine that I've kind of imagined in my head for years. Um, I've always known that this was going to be the first film that I was going to do. Um, and because it's such a passion project, there's so much love in it. And it almost feels as if all the work and all the effort and all the sourcing and funding and all that stuff, it, it, it feels fun to me in a certain way, but it's definitely stressful. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> and have we got a working title for, for it so the fans can 
keep an eye out or is it a case of uh, just uh, get onto your social media, follow you and uh, we'll find out in the future? Yes, yeah, so right now there's there's no title on it. I I really wanted it to be very special because of the subject matter and because of all the stories that are involved in it. Um, but right now it's untitled. So people just have to follow along and see how it goes. <laughs> and how can people follow you on social media? Oh yes, the plug. Okay, so on Instagram, I'm at Rebecca.Quan and on Twitter, I'm at Rebecca Kwan. And then there's like an underscore because someone took the original Rebecca Kwan. What? That's it. I Everyone know. get to the original uh, Rebecca Kwan, you know, and tell her to give it back. <laughs> you know how dare she who does she think she is you know yes but um yeah. but you've been a great great guest it's been love love lovely to talk to you and and once again congratulations on the show i've got to say it's it's been very refreshing um over over the past couple of weeks watching it and getting my mind off things and escaping in the wonderful stories on screen and uh, i can't wait i think i've got thomas on the show as well um so hopefully oh, thing, okay. i am I, I am slowly going through the cast one by one and you're my first so uh thank oh, you for coming on so honored that I'm first <laughs> and honestly i'm i'm so glad that you loved it so much and that it's a great distraction you're gonna have the best time with tommy and praneet tell them i say hi i i miss them well i will do i will do thank you so much for coming on keep safe and stay super thank you so much brian You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends. In my world, it means hope.